thank you for being our friend, our savior, our healer, our comforter. Now, last week, Jerry was speaking of our life being a story and where, where was God in your story? You know, up to a couple months ago, I was in a good chapter in my life, in my story. Had a good job. Everything was going great. And then in the span of a week, me and Amy, we got the virus from a friend that works in a hospital. And I, let, I got let go of my job that I was at for 25 years. And I had to start over at the age of 60. And um, it's, <laughs> it just put in perspective. And pastor talked about, you know, putting your treasure in heaven. And your treasure is just what's really important. It's your life, your family, everything. And I found out that when you truly put your treasure in heaven, that's what, just giving it to God, everything to God, you will fear no loss here on earth. You know, the devil can mess with your health. He can mess with your wealth. Just read Job. But he cannot touch your peace. He cannot touch your joy. And he cannot steal your faith. Know that in the midst of these storms that we go through called life, God is the same. And he is with you. And he is the author and the finisher of your story. If you just truly give your life to him, he promises a happy ending. Today, whatever you're going through, know that God is going it with you. He's going through it with you. So just keep the joy. It's been rough, but I'll tell you what. I have never been more in love with God than I am right now. He's brought me. Sometimes, you know, you got to get humbled. And I thank God. I thank God for the times of abundance. And I thank God for the times of lack. Because he has been faithful in them both. But Father, we just praise you, God. But Lord, you never change, and you know what we're going through, and you know, Lord, it's not always going to be like this. There, there's a happy ending waiting for us, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being in the storm, being in the valley with us, being on the mountaintop with us. Thank you, God. I pray that you would just touch every life here today, no matter where they're at in their story. God, just encourage them today that, God, you are with them. And you're going to be with them each and every day until their story is finished. Thank you, Father. Just bless this service. Fill this place with your presence. Let healings take place, God. Let deliverances take place, God. Lord, let's set every captive free, Lord. Lord, for who the sun sets free, he is free indeed, God. Lord, this world has nothing on us. Lord, we shake off every lie of the enemy. We trust in you, and we give you our lives today, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Welcome, everyone, to the Bridge of Faith podcast. We are so glad you're listening today. 
We hope you are blessed and encouraged by today's message. God bless. Let's keep telling that, church. Declare right now what a beautiful name, what a powerful name, what a resurrecting name, what a restoring name. The name of Jesus is. Scripture tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith. It's not about waiting until you feel good, waiting until you understand it, waiting until everything makes sense in life. It's about right now, right where you are at, declaring by faith, you know what? Let's please God this morning, church. Let's please God by faith. We declare you are good. Despite what's going on in our country, in our household, in our workplace, in our own life, God, we declare that your name is beautiful and that you are good, that you are powerful, and that you are going to restore all things, God. We declare that this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, God. Your name is above all other names. Your name is above anything that we are going through right now in life. Your name is above it. Your name is above depression. Your name is above chaos. Your name is above uh, anxieties and fears, things that just, that just control us. Your name is above all that. So by faith, we just declare how good it is. And it is going to restore us. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for this time. God, we give you the remainder in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. You guys, go ahead and have a seat. Um, this week, this week, you are going to be receiving an email. And if we don't have your email, let us know. And me and Jerry will put you on that. Or share, or someone that is going to get this email, share it with them. Um, you are going to get an email this week. Starts our GU classes, our what our what we're calling Growth University, and the emphasis of these just three classes, one class a week, is that it's on spiritual warfare. Now we're excited for this because these classes are no more are are less than ten minutes long. Come on now, who's excited for a class that's less than ten minutes? That's what I'm talking about. And we're just excited for it because it's going to be fun. Um, there's going to be illustrations during this lesson that's by my wife, Jerry. And so you are going to get an email this week with a link to watch that on YouTube. Feel free to share it with your friends and family. But we're just excited about this because it's about spiritual warfare. And the thing about that is, you know, like I said before, it's somewhat of a mystery. You know, you, um, you might be wondering, well, what exactly is spiritual warfare? And so Jerry is going to break this down for us on what spiritual warfare is and how we can be prepared for it in life. So the first class is going to be this week. And then, again, every week leading up until the week of Thanksgiving, there's going to be one class. Again, no more than 10 minutes. So tune in to those. Check it out. Um, when I was in Southern California, I played rugby for a couple years, and uh, one year, one of my teammates, uh, he was on the show, the old Gordon Ramsay show, Kitchen Nightmares. Not sure if you guys remember that show, but Gordon Ramsay would pick a, pick a restaurant somewhere, and uh, you know, usually it was a restaurant that just really needed a makeover. It really needed just this uh, transformation to take place. 
And so my rugby teammate, his restaurant that he owned and managed, um, it was on this show. And you know what? Gordon Ramsay came in and did his thing and, you know, changed up the menu, uh, just the whole atmosphere. I mean, changed up all this stuff, gave it this huge makeover. And lo and behold, it was a success, right? Just the whole community, whoever saw this restaurant was gripped by it because there was such a transformation that took place in it, right? And so, you know, it got me thinking, you know, you know what really just grabs our attention is makeovers of any kind. Whether you had a home makeover, a hair makeover, right, a beard makeover maybe, maybe uh, you had a body makeover before, maybe just a life makeover. These transitions, these, these, these uh, uh, transformations just grab a hold of us and it makes other people want to know what is going on. What's going on with you? Like, man, like you had got my attention because of your home or your hair or your body or just your life. It went over this makeover, this, this transformation. And so what is it? How, how did that happen? You know, right now, our country, this weekend especially, we need the church to be at this makeover. We need the church, followers of Jesus, to be people that just, man, there's something about you that just has this makeover, this transformation, and that it's going to grab the attention of everyone that is in your life, family members, friends, coworkers, to where they're going to stop and say, what is it about you? Something's different here. Something is different in you than I see in the world. And so what we're going to unfold today is what is that and how do we get it? Because this is what our country really needs right now. When we're just in this midst of division, kind of chaos, uncertainty, man, what we need right now is for, is for our country to, to be able to look at the church and say, you know what, there's division all around, there's chaos all around, but, right, but, but with you, I see peace. With you, I see patience. With you, I see love. What is this makeover, this transformation that you have? That's what the church needs to be, and that's what we're going to talk about. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you. We worship you. I just ask God you have your way with this word, Lord. Right now, our country needs you as we're going through this transition. We pray for peace, God. Peace on every side, Lord. And so we ask God for you just to have your way with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Go ahead and... Uh, and listen along with me or turn on your own to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to be starting at verse 17 today. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 17. In this passage, Paul is writing to a young church in Corinth. And what he's explaining to them is how the church there, how they should um, uh, respond to other people that decide to give their life to Jesus. And so... There, and so Paul is writing to them saying, hey, hey, for anyone that you know of that wants to join the church, that wants to give their life to Jesus, this is how we should respond to them. All right, and here we go. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. 
Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. So in this passage, Paul is going to explain, all right, anyone that, that, that wants to come on in can come on in, all right? Anyone that wants to receive Jesus can receive Jesus. And if they're in him, then they're a new creation. And then he's going to break down how that is. He's going to say, um, he's going to say in verse 18, you know, all this is from God. You want to know how you can be a new creation? It is from God. And now how does it work? Well, it works because Christ reconciled us to himself. You see, you and I, followers of Jesus, we were reconciled. We were once far from him and reconciled back to him. We were forgiven. And now, Paul says, because of that, now we have this ministry of reconciliation where we should be forgivers. We should be reaching out to hurt broken people and helping restore them back to God. And then he says, and then your job, you're an ambassador for Christ now. So let's break this passage apart just a little bit here. And I believe that in this passage, we are going to find our key ingredients to this makeover, this transformation that we're trying to have. So let's start with the very first word of this whole passage. It starts off by saying, anyone. Can you say anyone? Anyone. anyone. That means anyone. It doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter where you are from, doesn't matter what you have done or what has been done to you, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, a Democrat, doesn't matter if your president won or lost, it doesn't matter, anyone is welcome to receive this new creation, this new life, this new hope, anyone is welcome. This should do a couple things for us as believers, hearing this word, anyone is welcome. It should, one, encourage us because we are anyone, and that means that anyone has hope. Your family member, your friend, your coworker that seems so far from God, anyone has hope. It makes me think of, you know, the most popular hymn of all time probably, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. That means anyone. Anyone is welcome in. And it should also teach us to be inclusive, not exclusive. It should teach us that, that because anyone is welcome, that means that I shouldn't think of a group of people or this side of a person or whatever and, and, and then think, you know what, because they voted this way or because they think this way or because they live over there or because they grew up over here, I don't think that they're welcome. No, as a church, we need to say anyone is welcome. Anyone is welcome. John three sixteen, God said, for God so loved the Democrats, for God so loved the Republicans, for God so loved People that, 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 that go to church on Sundays and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, read my word every day. For God so loved them. No, it says for God so loved the world. The world. For God so loved everybody out there. The person that comes to your mind that say you think that, man, they are just the worst person on earth. God came for them. His love is for them. So the first thing that we need to understand is that because this makeover, this, this, this new creation is for anyone, it should cause us, the church, to care for everyone. 
Because it's for anyone, it should cause us to care for everyone. Now let's go to the next key ingredient of our makeover. Now, if you follow along in that very first verse, it said anyone, right? Anyone is welcome, anyone. But now it's going to get specific for us. Now it's going to really get to the details here. Anyone that is in Christ. So you want this new creation, just this makeover, receive this new hope in life. It is not found in anything in anyone else but Christ. Anyone that is in Christ, it is only found in Jesus because only Jesus went to the cross on our behalf. Only Jesus bore the weight of the sin on his shoulders. You're, you and me, he died for our sins. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So now it's not I can go anywhere to find this, this uh, makeover, this, uh, this uh, new creation. It's not any other source, any other person, any other religion. It is in Jesus alone. This makeover is available. Now here's the danger. Here's the danger. You know, you could believe in Jesus but not be in Jesus. You know that? I mean, all throughout Scripture, whenever, whenever any demons came in, you know, people that were possessed by demons came in to approach Jesus, you know what their first words usually were? Son of God, what are you doing here, right? Or something like that. They knew who Jesus was, but they weren't in Jesus. You know, I mean, in, uh, in James 2.19, it says that even the demons believe in God and shiver at his name. So... That's the danger is that you can grow up in church your whole life. You can read the Bible. You can believe in God but never be in him and never receive this true transformation, never receive this true makeover. And so we wonder why I'm not feeling any different, why people around me aren't ever asking, you know, about what is it with you, you know. It's because we're not in Jesus. Now, here's the big question with that. Well, then what puts us in Christ? If anyone is welcome to be this new creation, to have this makeover, well, what puts us in Christ then? You know, Clint Eastwood and many other people said these words. They said, what you put into life is what you will get out of it. What you put into life is what you will get out of it. Now, I don't think that any of us would agree with that, right? I think that we all know that, yeah, if you truly want to be great in anything in life, it takes time. It takes effort, right? It's not just going to snap your fingers and then you're just this amazing person in whatever area. So say that, you know, I want to be a great husband to Jerry. Now, I say, okay, you know what? I want to be a great husband to my wife. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to love her one day a week. One day a week, I'm going to love her. The rest of the, eh. You think I'm going to be a great husband? Or say that, you know, I want to get healthy. So I decide, you know what, one day a week I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to exercise. The other six days, you know, it's fast food, it's the couch, watching TV all day. But, hey, I dedicated one day a week, so I'm going to get healthy. I think that we would all agree that's not how it works. Right? I would not be a great husband if I focused one day a week on loving my wife. I would never get healthy if all I did was focus one day a week to it. So 
if we are going to church one day a week and thinking that that is going to change who we are and receive this new creation and be a light in the darkness and see our family change and transform and our friends and our coworkers, it's not going to happen if it's a one day a week thing. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. You see, whatever you are in most in life, whatever we decide to be in most in life is what is going to come out of us. In Luke 6.45, Jesus said these words. He said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is going into you, into your heart, that, that is what is automatically going to come out of you. So a good gauge in, in this is, you know, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up? What's the first thing, you know, after going to the bathroom probably? What's the first thing that you do when you wake up? Is it grab the phone, check social media, turn on the TV, watch ESPN, the news? What's the first thing? What do you do with any downtime you have during the day, Right? Is it maybe, yeah, checking social media again, or is it doing this? Is it, you know, binging on some Netflix? What is it that you do during your downtime? You see, whatever you choose to be in, that is what is going to come out of you. So if you're wondering why is all this worries coming out of me, why are all this stress coming out of me, why is all these uh, uh, anxieties and anger and rage coming out of me, well, we have to ask ourselves, what have I been most in lately? Have I been most in the things of this world or the things of God? Because I tell you what, and I, and I believe I shared this before, but my wife, I mean, she, she knows, she knows when I have gotten up early in the morning to spend time with God before I start my day. She knows. She knows. Like, she'll tell me, she'll say, hey, you uh, got up early this morning, huh? Because who I am throughout the day is completely different. Now, say that I didn't do that. She'll say, hey, you didn't spend your time with God this morning, huh? Because what is coming out of me is not the things of God. It's not the things that I want to come out of me. So you see, whatever we decide to be in most, that is what is going to come out of us. So anyone is welcome, yes. If you are in Christ, then you receive this new creation. You know, I thank God that, that it says that, you know, our God is a rewarder of those who seek him. He is a rewarder of those who seek him. So here is the result for anyone that is in Christ. You are a new creation. You have received this makeover. You are no longer what other people have called you or, or what other people have labeled you. You are no longer what you have called yourself maybe. You are no longer your past sins, your past mistakes, your past regrets, your past failures. But anyone who is in Christ choosing to be with him over being with the things of this world, you are a new creation. Now how incredible is that, that Jesus not only decides to forgive us of our sins, because that feels great, right, getting that weight off of you. But he not only forgives us of our sin, but then he says, guess what, I don't even view you as the same person anymore. You are not even the same person to me anymore. Man, 
in order to be this new creation, it is not about being perfect. It is about being committed to the process of being changed. That's all. It is not about all of a sudden this magic wand and you're a perfect person because you decided to ask Jesus into your heart and you want to follow after him. That's not being a new creation. Being a new creation is us making a decision that I am committed to the process of being changed. Of not going back to my old self, but pressing on. In Philippians 3.13, Paul wrote this. He said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. He said, I have not reached the goal yet. And this is Paul, this amazing man of God. He said, I'm not perfect. I have not achieved it yet. Then he says this, but I focus on the one thing. He said, this is the one thing that I focus on, though. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. That is being a new creation. Is that I'm not getting caught up in my past anymore. I'm not going back to my past anymore. I am forgetting that and I'm pressing on. I'm making mistakes along the way, but I am committed to the process of being changed. You know, I cannot commit myself to perfection. Anything out there, a, a plan, a job, a relationship, if anything out there is demanding, per, is demanding perfection, then I'm saying, you know what, that's not for me. Because I'm going to fail. I'm not perfect. We cannot commit to perfection. But we can commit to the process of being changed. And that's what God wants. And I'll be concluding here today. The last ingredient for our keys to this makeover, this transformation that God wants to do in us is this. So it said that anyone that is in Christ is a new creation. Now, what is the outcome going to be of this new creation? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.20 said this. Paul said, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. So what is it going to look like, right? Anyone is invited. If you are in Christ, you are going to be this new creation. What is my life going to look like now? I'm curious. Well, Paul says, well, you are naturally going to be an ambassador for Christ. Now, we might hear that word, ambassador, and be like, whoa, whoa, hold up. That's kind of scary right there. You know, I mean, I mean, ambassador sounds like just this, this fancy diplomat that has all the answers, that knows everything. That's not me. No, no, no. What Paul is saying, if you are an ambassador for Christ, he is saying that now, because you have received Jesus, and you want to live for Jesus, and now you're a new creation, now... You are an ambassador, meaning that you are going to represent Jesus now for the rest of your life. Wherever you go, wherever you work at, when you go home to your family, you are going to represent Jesus. That is being an ambassador. You see, being in Christ doesn't mean that you can't be in anything else in life. That means, oh, I can't, you know, I can't ever go on social media. That means I can't ever play a video game. I can't go work out. I can't hang out with my family. It, it doesn't mean you can't be in anything else. But the question is, if we truly want to grow, grow closer to God, grow as a human being, and see change and impact happen in our family, well, then we have to ask ourselves, what am I most in? Am I most in the things of this world or most in the things of God? And if we're in the things of God, be, being an ambassador is going to change us. 
I mean, think about it. If, if you knew that when you leave this place, going wherever you're going, going back home, you're saying, you know what, as I go back home today and I'm with my family, I am an ambassador for Christ. That's going to change your attitude. That's going to change your perspective. When you go to work tomorrow, as you go to work, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to work and I'm going to do my job, but I am also an ambassador for Christ. Man, that is going to make you this makeover. That, that is going to make you just this, this, this awesome transformation that everyone is, is going to want to know what is it about you. What is it that you have? And you know how it starts being, a, be, being this new creation, being this ambassador? It's, it's, it's not this huge step. It starts by simply stop doing certain things. Stop saying certain things because they actually don't even feel the same way anymore. And then all of a sudden, you start doing new things. All, all of a sudden, you say, you know what? I'll wake up 15 minutes early to read my Bible. I'll, I'll wake up 30 minutes early before I start my day to read my word and to spend time talking to God. And then all of a sudden, you say, you know what? I'll be more committed in church. I'll want to serve. And then all, all of a sudden, you're starting to give God your first and your best. All of a sudden now, when you get paid, it's not about, okay, give bills, do this, do that. And if I have anything left over, maybe I'll give to God. Maybe I'll give to the church. But it says, you know what? God gave me this job. God blessed me with this job. God is my provider. So when I get paid, I'm giving him my first and my best. I'm being generous. That is this, just this, this uh, makeover that takes place in us. And then all of a sudden, as you're being an ambassador and growing in Christ, then all of a sudden, you're not even realizing it, but you're just naturally sharing your testimony to other people. It just comes naturally to tell people what Jesus has done in your life. And then the next step, now you're teaching people about Jesus in the Word. And then all of a sudden... You're starting your own church, you know, Bridge of Faith LA or something like that. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it. But all you have to do is not let any of this scare you and say, you know what? I don't have to be perfect, but I can't commit, commit myself to the process of being changed. This world right now, we need the church to be a beacon of light. But how can we be a beacon of light if we look just like the world? If we're going to be a makeover, a transformation, it's going to be because we are being in Christ more than anything else in this world. Please stand with me as I finish with this verse. This new creation that we're all called to be, this, this light that's going to shine in a world of darkness, it's really summed up in one of Jesus' last commandments that he gives us. In John 13, 34 and 35, he said this. Jesus said these words. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so love, uh, so you uh, also must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So what's going to stand out the most in this new creation and being an ambassador for Christ? What's going to stand out the most in this, in this makeover of your life? That people in your life, family members, friends, coworkers, are going to stop and say, hey, what's different about you? It's going to be the love that we show. Right now, in our country that is so divided, 
not knowing what's going to happen these next couple months. We need the church, the most, importantly, the most important thing, to love. They are going to know who we are, not by knowing if we're a Democrat or a Republican. They're going to know who we are by the love that we show to everyone, to everyone. That is what this, this, this makeover, this, this, uh, this uh, transformation is all about. Showing love when it's hard to show love. Showing the kind of love that Jesus teaches. The kind of love that is going to go the second mile. The kind of love that, that is going to love our enemies. The kind of love that is going to turn the other cheek. The kind of love that is going to bear with one another. That's going to be patient. That's going to hear people that maybe don't think the same way that we think or believe in the same thing that we believe in. But we're going to love them. And then all of a sudden, they're going to want to know what's different about you. And that's when the gospel gets to be, pre gets to be presented. And that's, that's where it starts. And that's where change happens. That's where impacts happen. That's where, that's where just transformation, restoration, that's where all that takes place is with the good news of the gospel. But that starts by us being a light, being an ambassador, showing love when the world thinks that there's no love to show. So let's do that. Right now is the most important time in this country for us to be that person to our family members, our coworkers, especially the ones that don't think the same way that we think or believe the same things that we believe. Let's be that. We'll see change happen. Let's be that makeover. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord God, that we could have done a million, million horrible things in life. There could, have, there could have been a million, million horrible things done to us, but yet we are all still offered this new creation invitation. I thank you, Lord God, that your son died for us on the cross. And because of that, now we can be forgiven of our sins, but not just forgiven, but restored to be a new person, a new creation, being an ambassador for Christ. I pray, Lord God, that as we all leave this place, so that we are going to leave this place, it's just having that at the top of our mind, that I am an ambassador for Christ, that I represent Jesus to my coworkers, I represent Jesus to my friends, to my family. I pray, Lord God, that all of us will want to be in Christ more than anything else in this world, more than in social media, more than in posting, more than in the news, more than in any relationship even, but want to be in you more than anything else. Because that is where the transformation takes place. That's where the, just the, the uh, new creation happens. It's only found in you, God. We thank you, Lord God, that that, that is offered to everyone here. I pray, Lord God, that, that we will receive that by faith and that we'll walk out of here being that new creation to our friends, our family members, our coworkers. Thank you so much, Lord God. We're praying for our nation. We're praying for our country. We're praying for just peace during this transition, Lord. We're praying for your will to be done. We're praying for you to send godly men and godly women around both sides, Lord God, so that this transition can go well for our country, Father. We thank you so much, Lord. We just surrender to you. We don't trust in a, a political side, but we trust in you, Heavenly Father. So I, I just ask God you bless everyone here with a great Sunday, a great rest of their week, Father. Be with them, protect them, Lord, and let us be that new creation you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, you guys. Have a great, great Sunday and have a great week. I'll see you guys later.